Welcome to BIV Today, the daily business show from the newsroom of Business in Vancouver. I'm Haley Wooden, Executive Editor at BIV. Statistics Canada today released new data on the number of British Columbians who are relying on employment insurance. In May, there were nearly 200,000 people on EI, a figure that rose by 17,000 from April to May. It's also up an amazing 285% over May 2020. Now, if you add to this the jobs that have been lost, businesses closed, and savings used over the past 16 or so months, it is perhaps no surprise that a large number of British Columbians are struggling to cover their basic expenses. Linda Paul is with me today. She is a licensed insolvency trustee with MNP and is based here in the Lower Mainland. And she joins us to talk about the latest MNP Consumer Debt Index. Linda, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Haley. So tell me, how are British Columbians faring at this point in time when it comes to managing and paying down their debts? So our consumer debt index um, for the last, um, for July, looks at how British Columbians are, are feeling about their finances. And the two main takeaways that we are experiencing or, or seeing from this latest survey is that the number of British Columbians that report to us that they are insolvent or unable to pay their monthly bills and debt repayments um, is at 21%. That is the number of British Columbians that, that are not feeling solvent at the moment. Um, and looking back at our survey in September of 2020, which was kind of the midpoint of the pandemic, 30% of British Columbians felt that they were insolvent. Um, which was the highest number we saw since 2017. So more British Columbians are feeling a bit better about their finances, but the number is still high. Um, another takeaway from the survey is that the number, number of British Columbians that are not confident that they'll be able to cover all of their living expenses in the next 12 months without having to rely on using more credit is at 47%. So that's up nine points from our survey that we did just last March in 2021, um, which when you look at the last year, so from when the pandemic started in March of 2020 through to March, 2021, that the number, that percentage was in and around 39% to 46%. So we are seeing a jump in that number. Um, and it's it was, possibly lower during the last year due to, as you mentioned, government aid, getting um, EI from um, the government, people spending less, um, people being allowed to defer their debt payments, and there being less uh, collection activity. But as those um, supports are going away, and as banks and credit card companies and other lenders are starting to ask to be paid at this point, more and more people are telling us that they're going to have to use more credit to make bill payments. Mm. And I have to wonder too, Linda, now that our economy has finally reopened, thanks to vaccinations we're seeing and the low rates of COVID-19, if people are just keen to also spend more, is that something you're seeing reflected in the index? We are seeing that. Um, so people are, as the economy, as you mentioned, as uh, stores, et cetera, restaurants are opening up and people are starved for 
um, in-person contact, people are going out more and more and they're spending more and interest rates are still at a historical low. So people feel more confident when they're making purchases. You see the housing market in the lower mainland is, is um, thriving, which um, is curious because people aren't doing as well financially due to the pandemic, but because money is so cheap right now in terms of borrowing, people are making those larger purchases. And what we see from our survey um, is that British Columbians are now reporting that they're house poor. So about 30% of British Columbians, yes, they're able to get into that house. Yes, the interest rates are lower, but that's pretty much all they can afford. They, there's no money left over for those extras. They can just maintain the house, maintain the mortgage, and that's about it. So when interest rates start to rise again, which they will, we're going to see more of uh, people having to um, look for professional help to deal with their finances, which is where a licensed insolvency trustee comes in. Yeah, and as a licensed insolvency trustee, I mean, do you look at some of these trends and do you see concern? Do you see vulnerability or is it perhaps not that dire at this point in time? It is um, with the number being 47% with people that don't think that they can get by without borrowing. That's a concerning number. That's almost half of us that are experiencing financial difficulty. Um, and now is the time to ask uh, for help before things snowball and things get a bit out of control. Um, and I think what we've all learned from the pandemic is that it's okay to ask for help. And um, being a licensed insolvency trustee, it's a helping profession. So we know as professionals that it's debt is a solvable problem, which I think a lot of consumers still have some um, confusion about. A lot of people don't realize that for instance, tax debt is, is a dischargeable debt in a bankruptcy um, and that you don't lose everything just because you file a bankruptcy and that um, there's other options aside from a bankruptcy. So as a licensed insolvency trustee, we, we tell consumers all of their options and it may mean a bankruptcy, it may not. It could just be as easy as consolidating. They can make a proposal to their creditors, which is the legislated process that we help them with where they make a new arrangement, say, you know what, guys, I can't pay you everything, but I can pay you some of what I owe you. And then the creditors get to decide whether or not that makes sense for them. Um, so there are some options available. And if they don't need to do a formal legislated insolvency process, then we point them to resources in the community where they can get the help that they need. So talking to us doesn't mean that they're going to move forward with a proposal or a bankruptcy. It doesn't cost them anything and it's confidential. So um, it's kind of like chicken soup when you're, when you're not feeling well, it's, you know, it might not cure you, but it's certainly not going to hurt you. And it's certainly good to be informed and know your options. I recall reading that because of all of the government assistance that was available last year, insolvency rates, I believe for both consumers and businesses were actually quite, quite low. I'm curious if you expect to see that this year or if in 2021, we start to see creditors say, look, now's the time you need to start paying us back. Government support programs run out and people maybe run up against that wall in their limit. Yeah, we are seeing, our phone is ringing a bit more. Um, so we are seeing people looking for help now. And I, I think that at some point, I mean, there's still government supports in place, right? So I think people are still um, staying home, spending less, getting the support. So their expenses maybe aren't as much for some people. Um, and they're still getting the help that they need from the government. But that's, 
I mean, it's temporary, right? So at some point, people are going to have to find a solution if they are struggling with their debt. And again, if interest rates rise, then we do expect that people will need more help. And knowing, as you mentioned, that interest rates are going to rise, I believe we're looking at 2022. What are some steps, in addition to speaking to someone like yourself, an individual or a household should be taking now? Maybe they don't know if they're in trouble. Maybe they don't feel like they're quite at that point. But what would be some prudent things that they should start doing now to maybe avoid running into any additional trouble? We always recommend... um, people take a look, a real close look at their finances. So budgeting is key. And it's, you know, it's people think that a budget, a budget is something that limits what they do, but it doesn't have to be that way. It's really just putting a plan on paper and making room for those other things in your life that you want to do. So if you can cut corners in some areas and keep a, a, keep a watchful eye on what you're doing, then you have a bit more money to put in those extra areas that you, you know, the fun stuff that you want to do more so than the, the half to stuff like the rent, the, you know, the mortgage fuel and the vehicle insurance. Um, so keeping track of where your money's going, possibly consolidating is a good option. But again, talking to a licensed insolvency trustee um, is, is a good step. It doesn't cost people anything. So it's, you know, when you, when you need help in areas where you you don't have um, experience, it's always good to talk to a professional. And with us, we're licensed by the federal government. So our mandate is to tell people all of their options, not just to put somebody in a bankruptcy or proposal. That's not our goal. Our goal is to help consumers have a financial fresh start. And now I know this certainly wouldn't be the case for everyone, but have you found that there are people who have actually managed to save more and put away more during the pandemic because their options were limited in terms of recreational spending? Yeah, we've heard those anecdotal stories where people are putting money away and they're they're doing well. I don't know if that's that's I don't believe the majority of Canadians or British Columbians, but there are some of those some people that have been able to. Um, save more and have more in their nest egg for retirement, perhaps. But I would say the the majority of British Columbians are more paycheck to paycheck and and looking at um, how to solve their debt issues. And unfortunately, some people are turning to short-term fixes like a payday loan, which is very high interest, even during a, you know, the, the bank rates are quite low, Bank of Canada rate, but payday loans are on a different scale they're quite expensive Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah we do see people lending maybe they're turning to a higher interest lender um, which will catch up with you pretty quickly yeah a final question for you linda i'm curious broadly if you think our attitudes or perspectives on debt have changed at all during the pandemic and during this period of very very low interest rates are we more comfortable with it do we think about it differently in any way i think you're exactly right Haley. Um, people are just have gotten used to carrying debt. It's just a part of their life and they just, they make their monthly payment and that's all that if they can make their monthly payment, then they, they feel okay about their situation. But if you look at how long it takes to pay off, for example, $35,000 in debt, credit card debt, um, it takes roughly 109 years to pay that off. If you're making the minimum mandatory payments and you're going to pay over $100,000 in interest during that time. So, yes, you can make your minimum monthly payment and still afford your rent and everything else. 
However, that if you're not even putting more money on that credit card or borrowing more, you're still, it's still going to take you over a lifetime to pay that back. So those products aren't necessarily designed. The minimum monthly payments aren't designed for consumers to pay them off. They're just, it's akin to a revenue stream. So the money is just, you're just feeding money and interest without an end in sight. And some people are happy to continue that way. And some people just go realize at some point, they just don't want to look at that number anymore. And that's when um, they can turn to a formal insolvency process to help them with that, or even credit counseling, which is a non-legislated. So once we do an assessment of somebody, if we don't feel that we're the right fit, we'll tell them to go talk to somebody else and then and just kind of compare their options and then make a final decision. But it's, it's getting past that initial hesitation of calling somebody and asking for help that we find that British Columbians are struggling with at this point. A very quick follow-up question, and I'm sure you get asked this often, but what happens after insolvency? Is there any kind of record that stays with an individual that could hold them back in their lives? Is it something that they can maybe overcome in time? How does that work? Well, it it does get reported on an individual's credit report. Um, And the information we have from credit reporting agency is that anything negative on your credit report doesn't stay on there for uh, longer than six years from the date that the negative um, item occurred on their credit report. Um, We've done a whole blog series and blog series about life after debt and and just sharing stories about um, clients that we've helped and how they've been able to get a mortgage two years out of bankruptcy. So credit is something that can be rebuilt for sure. And as part um, of a bankruptcy or a proposal process, you're required to attend two financial counseling sessions. And in those sessions, we give people the tools to budget Um, to plan for their future so they can achieve the long-term financial goals that they want. Um, So if people are concerned about their credit report, I usually tell them that is something that can easily be rebuilt. Um, You have to take active steps to do that, but we support them in in helping them find the right um, tools to do that if their long-term goals um, require having credit. Good to know. Linda, thank you so much for coming on the show with your insight. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Haley. It's been very nice. My guest today is Linda Paul, a licensed insolvency trustee with MNP based here in the Lower Mainland, joining me to talk about the insolvency process, options for British Columbians, as well as MNP's latest consumer debt index. I'm Haley Wooden, executive editor at Business in Vancouver, and this has been BIV Today. Thanks for joining us. We encourage you to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast app to get updates for new episodes. You can also find our archive of shows over at BIV.com audio. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow.